Welcome to Revolution Church. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We're certainly excited about launching this church on January 12th of this next year. If you're a guest with us today, I want to just welcome you and let you know that you, you made it to the right place today because God is working in this place. We're excited that you're here and we want you to feel at home. We want you to know more than anything that this is family and you can truly come in here and, and just be yourself. You don't have to put on a facade or a front. Uh, there's no perfect people in this place. We're all broken people, and God is just putting us back together. So uh, we're going to jump right in here to our message. We're in a, a series entitled Louder Than Before, and we're so excited about week two of this. Last week we talked about loving louder than before, and today uh, we want to talk about giving louder than before. And so this this series uh, is kind of a different series because we're not going to do a three-point message each week. Like, like in the month of November here, we're kind of switching things up. We have this one main theme that kind of sticks its way along through all the month of November, and simply this. The theme is love louder than before, give louder than before, be louder than before, and be willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Last week I told you that throughout this series, one of the things I felt that God really wanted us to do was preach the message and then not preach it at the people in the congregation, but really preach it to ourselves as a church. Then we wanted to not just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. And that's why last week when we spoke about loving louder than before, we wanted to show love to everyone in the church and bless everyone with just thank yous, uh, prayers, gift cards for your families, uh, just anything we could do to make a difference and an impact in your life. Our main goal was to be the church that gets it. Amy and I firmly believe that Revolution Church needs to continue to do whatever it takes to give life to people. We really felt that if we could either ease a burden on you by helping with a gas card or giving you a gift card to the movie theater so you could spend time together as a family, that's what God has called us to do. And we really think that God wants us to give life to you by helping your family to become very, very healthy. Because when your families are healthy, our church will be healthy. So we showed some love last week. This week we will preach a message to ourselves simply about giving. If you'd like to go on this journey with us about what God's Word says about giving, please turn to Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22 is where we're going to be at today. This is a very familiar story in the Bible of an encounter that Jesus had with a very rich young ruler. Now to kind of set this up, we see in the previous chapters that Jesus has been teaching a whole bunch of stuff to a whole bunch of people, and he's been healing people like crazy. I mean really giving life to people. Not only does Jesus help re-energize people like we do in giving life that way, but there are many stories throughout the Bible that, that he actually, someone literally died and he would literally bring them back to life. So that's another whole story for another time about being life-giving. He, he truly was life-giving. But today, however, Jesus has been working hard, teaching, and, 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 and just leaving this message of hope to the people. And then something happens here in verse 17 of our scripture. It says this, Now as Jesus was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Just like the story we talked about last week, the best question that any of us can, can and should be asking is, What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And I love, I love what this young man did. He, he came running towards Jesus. If there's one thing that I can encourage you to do today that would be of great value to do, it would be to run after Jesus, to run towards Jesus. You just can't go wrong making that, that decision to run towards Jesus. I challenge you to do that. Seek God. He's not hiding from you. He wants to speak to you. And this, this rich young ruler, he sought God and he said, 
What must I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 18 says, So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Now stop right here. Now Jesus kind of having fun with this guy right here, isn't he? Because remember, Jesus is God. He knows all things. He knew that this guy was a guy that didn't really believe, but claimed that he did. Jesus knew that he was probably more about looking like he was a follower of Jesus than actually being a follower of Jesus, which, by the way, is never a good thing to be doing. You don't want to just look like a follower by having a lot of head knowledge about Jesus, but lacking the heart knowledge. My son JJ is four years old, and he's absolutely obsessed with Mario. I mean, the kid loves Mario. Here's a picture of JJ wearing his Mario costume for Halloween. Man, I love this kid. This kid, when he was, when he has a Mario hat on or the costume on, he literally believes that he is Mario. Like, like he jumps like him. He like makes noises like him. Woohoo! You know, like I'm serious. Everything, right? He knows the songs. Do 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 do. You know, come on now. Makes noises like him. Songs. Tries to ride my my younger two year old like like he's Yoshi, right? <laughs> That's a problem. Uh, the, the problem is no matter what JJ thinks in his head, he's still JJ. He's not he's not really Mario. He's JJ. Sometimes I say, hey, JJ, come over here, and he'll respond back with, I'm not JJ, I'm Mario. And so I'm like, dude, come on, man. No matter what he may believe, though, he's not really Mario, right? At some point, he's going to take off his costume. He's going to stop playing the part. He's going to take the gloves off, the hat off, the mustache off. Because in reality, he's not Mario. He's JJ. You know, just like JJ takes off his Mario hat and gloves and costumes, we can sometimes have the problem of putting our Christian costumes on, can't we? We wear the clothes, we say the lingo, we look the part, but in reality, we're not really being Jesus. We're just faking it. You know, you, you've heard the saying, fake it till you make it. Well, you can't really fake Jesus out because, like, he knows our hearts, and He knows if we truly have given our hearts over to Him. The main point I guess I want you to see is that the, there's a big difference between knowing and loving Jesus here in your head and knowing and loving Jesus here in your heart. Jesus says to this, this rich young ruler, You know the law and what it says. And the rich young ruler replies back with this in verse 20. Teacher, all these things that you've mentioned about not defrauding, loving my mother and my father, I've kept all them from my youth. I love this. This guy was like, I've been doing all this stuff since I was a kid, man. He's definitely here looking for Jesus to pat him on the back. He's kind of putting his back up and saying, hey, Jesus. He, he was ready for Jesus to look at him and say, listen, you're the best I got down here on this earth, man. Like, you are the man. I wish all these other people were just like you, right? He's kind of waiting for this applause. And then Jesus answers him back in verse 21. Jesus looking at him, he loved him. Remember the, the whole theme of this this, this series, loving louder than before. He loved louder than before. Give louder than before. Be louder than before. And do whatever it takes to make it happen. It says, Then Jesus, looking at him, he loved him and said to him, One thing you're lacking. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give it to the poor. And when you do this, you will have treasure in heaven. Come, take up your cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word. The rich young ruler went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Think about this for a second. 
you would think this guy would be thrilled to follow after Jesus because Jesus is the guy that had been doing all these miracles. He'd been teaching people about how he was going to die on the cross to pay for their sins and how they could be forgiven. You would think that this guy would be like pumped to follow Jesus, right? But instead, this man's heart wasn't willing to give up the world that he had been living. His head was there, but his heart wasn't really connected to the vision that Jesus had for this young man. You know, I'm often concerned with so many people that have head knowledge of who Jesus is, but so desperately lack that heart knowledge. There are many people that lack the understanding of what it truly means to follow Jesus. In this story, it wasn't about the idea that this guy had to give so much money away in order to be accepted. That's not it at all. It was about really who had this guy's heart. What really had this guy's heart? Jesus is and always has been concerned about our hearts. He wants us to follow him because we love him and want to follow him, not because we feel like we, we have to follow him or, or he's going to make us follow him. He's after our hearts, guys. He wants you to have a heart to start this church because you want to obey God and make a big impact in your community. Not because you have to, but because you want to. A good way to tell where your heart is, is is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. It's to look at where your treasure goes. The Bible says here in the scripture, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Through this verse, we see that your heart is tied to your treasure, and your treasure is tied to your heart. You can tell that if a majority of your income goes towards football, softball, pay-per-views, food, and that's probably where your heart is. Like, like many times I, I, I look at Amy and I say, Amy, we can always tell where our heart's at when, when we look at our checkbooks, right? We see where all that money was dispersed, our credit card statements. But we've got to remember that Jesus is after our hearts. The other day we were at an office waiting for some people to counsel us on some things. And my two boys, JJ and Jace, were there. and They literally had nothing for the kids to do or play with. So they, these kids, they were bored out of their minds. However, Amy, my wife, downloaded Angry Birds on her phone and allowed Jace, my two-year-old, to play with the phone. Well, it wasn't two minutes later that my four-year-old JJ stumbles over there and is asking if Jace can just share the phone with him so that he can play some of the games too, right? Jace, being two, of course, wasn't going to have anything like that at all, right? He didn't want to give JJ the phone, so what's he do? He punched him right in the face, right? My kid's strong, and he punched him right in the face. Amy then told Jace that he needed to share, and Jace shook his head, and he said, No. Amy told him again, Hey, you need to, you need to share the phone. And finally, JJ took the phone out of Jace's tight grip, and Jace, what did he do? He flung himself back on the floor as hard as he possibly could, and he started crying hard. There was wailing and gnashing of teeth, guys. It was horrible. Why? Because he knew he was supposed to give the phone to JJ. But his heart wasn't in it, was it? It wasn't in it at all. He didn't want to do that. He was made to do it. And it didn't have the same effect, did it? He didn't, he didn't really share out of, out of wanting to do it. And the reason I share that story with you is because I think that many times when it comes to giving, we're the exact same way. We hear that we should give, but we really don't want to let God take control of our finances. We don't want to let go and let God. There are people out there that actually get upset about having to give back to God. And essentially, they, they do this. They fling themselves back on the floor and they scream about it really loud. Why? Because their heart really isn't into it. They're just like my two-year-old Jace. And it's kind of funny because the very thing that would truly bless those people 
is the very thing that they fight doing. I want to share one more quick story with you. It's very, very quick. It's found in Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. It says this, Jesus looked up and he saw the rich people putting their gifts into the treasury. And he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all of these people. For all of these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. This story again tells us that this wasn't about the amount of money, more so than it, that it was about this woman's heart. She was connected to the mission that, that, that God had for her life. She fully trusted him to take care of her. Her heart was connected to the ministry that Jesus was doing. And she gave willingly, not for show, but because she loved God. What she didn't do was what my sons do when they're told to give up something they love. She gave with a willing heart because her heart was into doing what Jesus asked her to do. When you hear stories like these taught, you know, there's so many different applications that we can make. You know, there's the, the common question that, that you might ask yourself is, what should we take away from reading stories like this? I think some good answers would be to make sure that our hearts are in line with what God would have for us. Are we doing things because we feel like we're just marking, marking things off our checklist of, of obeying God? Are we really doing it because our hearts are in it and we love God? We want to be obedient to Him and be willing to do what He's asked us to do. There's a, dif a difference between our heart being connected to it and really just not caring about this stuff at all. The Bible is very clear in James chapter 1 verse 22 that we're to be doers of the word not hearers only. So that way we don't deceive ourselves. As a church, I told you, um, we're preaching this to ourselves. We're not preaching this to you. You kind of are just flies on the wall watching what takes place today. I've just presented a message, two stories of people who gave. And so as a church, we're not willing to deceive ourselves and believe that we're following the Bible when in reality, sometimes we don't. So right now, we want to let you know that we're a church that really gets it. And in order for us to give life to you today, we felt like that we wanted to obey these two passages of the Bible that talk about giving, and we really want to give back to you from the heart. We know that we're a church that hasn't started yet, so currently we feel like the widow in this story, right? We don't have a lot to give, but we definitely want to be a part of giving to people and obeying the Bible. We want to be a church that gets it. So we decided to do something a little bit different in this service. We decided that we would like to do what we call a reverse offering. What we've done is we've put money in our buckets this week, and we put it there for those of you who may have a need this week. If you have a bill to pay, maybe you need to buy diapers or food, or if you could just really use it, we want to give it back to you. We don't do it begrudgingly or with bad intention or for show or like Jace did to JJ. We're not, we're not upset about this. Instead, we want to obey God's word. Give back with a grateful heart and attitude, knowing that if there are people in the room that really have a legitimate need, that they'll be blessed today. So if the ushers would come forward at this time, we want you to receive whatever, whatever you need out of this. Take it as a gift from God. Know that Jesus loves you more than anything in this world today. This church is here to give life to you. But ultimately, the best life is only found through through becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. If you've never made a decision to make him Lord, leader, and CEO, then I challenge you today 
to become a follower of Jesus Christ. It's as simple as taking a moment and acknowledging that He's the Savior of the world, that He died for the sin of the whole world so that we would have an opportunity to go to heaven. You simply just invite Him into your life and say, God, I realize you died on that cross for me. I realize that you're no longer dead, you rose again. And I choose to make you my Lord, my leader, and my CEO today. When you pray that prayer with all of your heart and you mean it, God will truly revolutionize you. It's an amazing feeling. Right now, we're going to give some life to people. If you need to pray that prayer and make that decision, we would love to rejoice with you. And the only way we'll know to rejoice with you is if on your communication card right now, you'll just check, check the box that said, I made Jesus my Lord, leader, and CEO. We'd love to celebrate what God's doing in your life. We want to give life to you right now. So let's take a time to pass these buckets. You take what you need as God would lead you. And we just want to be a blessing to you today.